Welcome to the Bloomprint Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sangarides, but you, my friend, can call me Elle. I'm a wedding and event florist, multi-six-figure business owner, and floral mentor here to help you create an elegant, efficient, and effective floral business you can absolutely love. If you're looking to take your floristry business to six figures and beyond, to create a business that works around your life and start living and working with purpose, my love, welcome. Let this be your blueprint. Hello, hello. Today we are going to talk about how to take time off when you own your own business. At the time of recording this, I've just gotten back from four whole days off, like really off, like didn't take my laptop with me kind of off and that's a new one for me. Uh, My little family needed a break and we needed some quality family time. So we booked uh, one of those glamping tents over at Rotnest Island and hopped over there for a few days and truly unwound. If you've never been to Rotnest before, it's a super small island off the coast of WA and it's just that real paradise vibe. The clearest blue waters, no cars aside from the island essentials and that hop on hop off bus to get you around. Um, But you hire bikes and you ride everywhere. Um, It's a protected little island as well. So there's big restrictions on accommodation. So there's no massive resorts. It's all super low key. And so we stayed at um, the Discovery Park, which has these really cool glamping tents that I I have started calling more like canvas chalets, right? So they have all the amenities of a self-contained apartment. You've got your own bathroom, you've got your own kitchenette with a fridge and a sink and a microwave and all of that. Um, and then you've got a beautiful big bed and bunk beds behind an annex for the kids. So it was absolutely perfect for us. We got a little bike trailer for our two little rugrats. So every day was just a little adventure to a different beach. And despite it only being like 20 degrees (laughs) and not really being beach weather, we had some glorious ocean dips and I forced myself to just get in the water despite it being cold, like that's something that traditionally I wouldn't do. Like if it was still that cold, I'd be like, I don't need to get in there. I'll just dip my toes and then go lay back on the sand. But this time I really immersed my whole body in the water. There was one, um, one little moment where I was literally floating on my back in the clearest blue water I feel like I've ever been in. And it was a really picture perfect kind of moment. So we spent four days having deliciously cold ocean dips, reading books, having barbecue dinners, having early nights with my family and just really breathing out. No TV, um, just hanging out together. And it was really beautiful. So are you relaxed just listening to that? Because I sure as heck am. I have, have felt a whole different energy around my business coming back in this week Um, and having that time off has really reinvigorated me. So I want to talk about why it's so hard for small business owners to take a break Um, and look, honestly, when we start a business, it can feel really difficult to 
take a break. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some of them we've created for ourselves, like booking ourselves so thick that we've not factored time for a break. Or we've allowed clients to be invasive of our time, so they expect answers from us immediately, all of the time. Understandably, if you've got a brick and mortar shop, if you're running a floristry shop or another business that is, you know, brick and mortar, you obviously need to make sure that you've got staff who are equipped to manage that store without you. Or if you don't, be in a position to actually close the store for several days or weeks while you're off. And then there's the guilt factor. Because the work in your own business is never done, in air quotes, because there's always something to do, we feel like we should always be working. Also, on another note, I don't know about you, but I actually really like working in my business. I really like working in it, and I really like working on it. And sometimes I'm on a total roll and I don't want to stop now. I am famous for saying, I just want to finish this one thing. I've just got a piece of work that I'm going to go upstairs and then um, all yours. Or could I just have a couple of hours to get this proposal done early so that it's off my desk? Or I'm just making a couple of reels before bed right? We've all done that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. And then time completely escapes us. I mentioned in another episode recently that it's now a non-negotiable for me to have at least four weeks off from my business each and every year. And that doesn't mean just no bookings. It means me stepping out from emails, consultations, writing content, quotations, the lot, like out, out. So why is taking a break away from your business actually important and why should you make time to do it? It'd be really easy for me to sit here right now and say, just do it. But let's look at it with a little bit more business sense than that. The key thing here is that when you take a break, it allows space for creativity to evolve. It allows space for that big picture thinking in your business. And you can't not be inspired by the world around you when you're not stuck in your standard four-walled environment. Every time I take a break, it allows me that opportunity to think about what I actually want. Anytime I'm on holiday in another location and you're not sitting behind your laptop or, you know, legs deep in flowers, getting ready for an event, you're able to see other points of inspiration and really think about what you want for your life, what you want for your business, how you want things to run, what styles you want to work on, how you might like to recreate something that you're looking at, different color palettes you've never thought of before. You can't not be inspired by that. The other reason that you should be taking a break from your business is because rest actually improves productivity. There is actual research behind this. I'm not making this up. When your mind and body has rested, you're able to come back in and focus better on the tasks you need to do. Whereas those continual periods of work at high intensity, which often happens for us around wedding season, right? That is where it starts to lead to burnout. 
And we don't want you to get to a point where the rest is forced because you've burnt out. Then you can't even enjoy the rest. The third reason I want you to start thinking about taking a break and factoring it in is because there's more to life than work. No matter how much you love it, there is more to life than work, 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 work. Quick ad break to introduce you to our upcoming masterclass, How to Nail a Five-Figure Floral Order. If you are chasing those higher spend couples, this masterclass is for you. In this masterclass, we'll equip you with all of the logistical knowledge that goes into making large-scale wedding floral bookings not only a reality for you, but a walk in the park to execute. We'll cover managing the floral order, working with planners and stylists, logistical requirements, staffing and contractors, and much more. Taking place on Tuesday, the 31st of October, 11.30am to 1.30pm, Australian Western Standard Time, live on Zoom. Enroll today to scale your business up. So how do we actually take a break? Well, how about we start with actually planning it? Instead of getting to a point where your partner is begging you to take time off or you've done your 10th wedding in a row and you're starting to forget what's coming up next week, look at your calendar for the year or for next year. Get it out right now. Pull it up on your phone if you're not driving. Have a look at your calendar, at the full calendar, not just next month, not just this week. Talk to your family and block out some time where it looks reasonable to take a week off, just one week off. Let's ease into it. Start with blocking out one week and perhaps look at when there's the long weekends, where are they falling for you and whether you can tack on an extra day or two and take a shorter break with the family where you've got your one week and then you've got a weekend or so. You might be able to block out one week and two long weekends that won't wildly affect your peak business times just like that. So have a look at your calendar and see where you can factor this time in that won't affect too much right now. If you have staff, talk to them about the fact that you need to start taking breaks and make a plan to upskill them or have them shadow you in those areas of the business that they might need to take on or be across when it comes time for you being off. Now, there you have it. You've got some time off in the calendar and you've got something to look forward to and get excited about. And when it's in the calendar, it's easier to be excited about doing it and start to plan your work around it. If there's no break in the calendar, you just keep carrying on as you are and you're not making that time. So if you put it in that calendar, you can start to factor it in to what you have coming up and the workload that you need to Um, need to plan. So the next step is to set boundaries around it. So once it's in the calendar, don't be tempted to unschedule it because you've got a wedding or event inquiry. Hold the boundary is my general advice here. Now I know that's easier said than done. So if you do get something come through that's too good to be true, firstly, look at your calendar again If it doesn't affect things too much, like your family's not going to, you know, have to reschedule their flights or your husband isn't already booking time off or, um, you know, your mum isn't already planning for you to be at her house. If it doesn't affect things too much, move your break, 
look again at the calendar at where you can move that week. Can you move it a week or two? Can you move it to next month? Do that first and make sure there's still space in the surrounds for that break before you commit to doing the job. Or have your staff do it. Think about whether it's something you can hand on. If you wrote a really good brief, if you you know showed them exactly what you needed to be done, does it have to be you that does it? So set a boundary around that time in your calendar that you've booked off. Now, another key here is to plan your workload around it. If you know a break is coming up, you might have to schedule some of your admin, some of your marketing, some of your social content, some of your meetings with your team or your suppliers. You might have to schedule that for earlier or after. So make yourself a list of the things that you would usually be doing during that week and allocate anything that can't wait until you get back into the weeks before. And I say weeks before because extra workload isn't always achievable in just one week. So try and spread it out over the weeks before. Then you're not feeling like there's a mountain of unfinished work or that something is going to be lacking while you're away. So make sure your floral orders for upcoming weddings are already in with the wholesaler, that you've sent out any applicable reminders that might fall in that week to your couples, schedule any invoices that you need to go out in that week that you're away, schedule them to go out to to your clients, and make sure you've paid any outstanding invoices as well so no one's chasing you for money while you're away. If you run a shop and you've decided to close it for that week, if you don't have staff coming in, of course, make sure you cancel your standing orders with your wholesalers too. Now, a big part of preparing to take a break is to communicate it. If you have clients' weddings in the coming weeks after your break, perhaps just shoot them an email in the week before you go that says, I'm going to be on leave from X date to X date and won't be contactable during this time. I'll be back in touch with you when I'm back in the office on X date to confirm your final details or if there's anything you need to chat about. Rest assured, everything is already in hand for your upcoming wedding. There you go. There's an email template for you leaving just like that. Similarly, if there's any suppliers or venues or vendors that you are in frequent contact with and you think this might affect them, shoot them an email and say, if you need mid-action anything, please let me know before COB on X date before I go on leave. Otherwise, I'll look at it when I'm back in the office on X date. Of course, the next step is to set your out of office from the afternoon you log off until the day you're back in the office advising how long you're on leave for what dates you're back in the office and when they can expect a response from you. Communication is key. As long as people know that they're going to get a response from you on whatever date, as long as they know that you're going away or that you are away, they'll wait. If they don't know and there isn't an out of office on the emails and it hasn't been communicated with, that's when you might get a little bit of stress or a bit of pushback from people who start to call your mobile because they need something from you. All right, now let's take the pressure off a little bit and ensure that when it comes to taking a break that you're being realistic about it. I totally understand that it's easier said than done to step away from your business and it might not be realistic for you to completely shut off from it. Yes, I usually do recommend bringing your laptop with you just in case something comes up that needs your attention. 
This last long weekend when we went to Rotto, I didn't take my laptop with me. I figured that it was a long weekend and therefore, you know, most people would be off. There wouldn't be anybody who, you know, really needed me on something. Um, and there probably wouldn't be anything urgent that would be coming up. Um, and if it did need my input quickly, I could do that on my phone. But I also figured there's not going to be any um, Wi-Fi. I'm not sitting in a glamping tent with my fucking laptop is what I thought. <laughs> but, you know, when we went to Bali earlier in the year, in January, I think that was this year. Yep. Um, I did take my laptop with me at that point because I knew that there were a few pieces of work that somebody might ask me about and it would be easier to look at on my website, um, easier to look at on my laptop and I'd be able to, you know, get back to them quickly. So if there is work that must be done while you're on leave, make a plan for what that looks like. Communicate it with your partner or your family so the expectation is clear and no one is going to be prodding you for doing work and interrupting family time or interrupting the holiday to do it. And if it's just you going on that holiday, make that commitment to yourself that you're not going to be sitting in your hotel room or sitting in your glamping tent or sitting in a camper van or sitting at your mum's place just constantly on your laptop. You're not going to let that time overtake your break. So for instance, if you have staff, you might need to do the payroll on a Tuesday morning. So set aside an hour for that. Don't let yourself get distracted with anything else. If you've got something in production, like a new system or a new website, and you're expecting them to send it through for review while you're away, set aside how long you think that is really going to take you and allocate that time in your break. So tell your family, this is coming through on Thursday afternoon. I need to be back in the room for two hours to get this sorted and then I'm all yours. Make them an activity to do as well. Send them off to the pool, send them off to the beach. Um, so that you can have uninterrupted time to get it done as well. And then no one's, you know, feeling like they're, um, they're left out. Do not be hard on yourself. You get to make your life flow however it works for you. But do take time off regularly. I promise your business won't fall down. It will still be there when you get back and your clients will understand. Plan it. Ease into it. Set boundaries around it, plan your workload around it, communicate it, and be realistic about it. Now off you go. Go check your calendar for the next year, see where you can plan some time off, and then DM me and tell me how you're going to be spending it. My love, as always, thanks for tuning into the Blueprint today. If you found this episode useful, please share it with your flower friends, share it in your stories and give us a tag at maple and wren underscore floral art academy and connect with us for more juicy content. If you're loving the podcast, we would love it if you could go and leave us a five-star review so we can get this awesome content out to more floral folk and business owners all around the world. Thanks for your time, my love. We'll see you next week for more of The Blueprint.